Welcome to the Overanalysis, an episode by episode discussion of the Netflix series The OA. I'm Ethan Crane. And I'm Talia Ripley. In this podcast, we'll discuss each episode just after watching, so we have no idea where the plot is going and no spoilers for future episodes. In this podcast, we're discussing episode eight of part two overview, and where we talk about the power of dirty jokes to help unearth a submerged dual personality. Uh, how no character in this series seems to have learned anything about leaving Hap on the floor with a loaded gun. And the spot-on accuracy of British medical workers allowing pursuers into their ambulance as they're on the way to hospital. Hope you enjoy it. Okay, so full disclosure, we watched it last night. Yes. And it is now the morning. Yeah. And we watched the last episode and then we looked at each other and we're like, I can't talk about it, can we? <laughs> yeah. And there's not nearly enough time before I'm going to fall asleep to actually yeah. discuss everything that went on in this so episode. So we had to go to bed in a kind of uh, way. Uh, and it's now quite early the next morning. morning. Yeah. So in as much as I'm not sort of like, fuck, what? Yeah. You know, as I would have been if we recorded it immediately afterwards. Yes. Essentially. So. Yeah. Maybe we can view it with a slightly more Distance. analytical point of view. Yeah. Yes. Although I quite enjoyed the, the what? Yes. At the end of it. <laughs> Need to say, we haven't done any research as usual. Yeah. So in in that time. But I think that's I think that's acceptable. That's, that's Well that's how kind of what we always said the podcast is about, wasn't it? It was about an immediate after watching analysis. Yeah, and it's as close yeah. as we can get it. Yeah, with a few hours sleep. Yeah, between. work yeah. work permitting. So yeah. right, so I think what we do, we go through it. This is my yeah. plan. Yeah. Go through it as normal. Yeah. Except I think we sort of separate Kareem's plot from um, OA's plot. Okay. So we don't have to sort of talk about every little bit. And then we'll have a little him. kind of summary of the whole season at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. a kind and a bit of like, it does this answer our questions. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we start off, we see. Spoiler. Yeah. Not sure if it does. <laughs> Depends what the questions are, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. So we start off with. Um, Kaleidoscope. Seeing, Kaleidoscope, yes, which usually signifies that we're in the San Francisco dimension. Yeah. yeah. So we think. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we start off seeing Nina at Treasure Island uh, yes. smoking, which we haven't yep. seen her doing normally. So we're kind of like, we get the impression she is now uh, Nina as a rover, isn't she? Yes. Rather than Prairie. Prairie yeah. wouldn't smoke. Prairie She's wouldn't not. smoke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is. So you really do think she that, She is, you? really. That is, you yeah. know, she really is a girl that wouldn't smoke. Prairie's not a smoker. No, yeah. she's really yeah. not a smoker. Yeah. Um, which is saying something. Well, actually, I mean, she's not all the things that they've described Nina as being. She doesn't, she's not drink, she's not a big drinker, she's not a smoker, and she doesn't like lots of sex is what the impression that we get, isn't it? From Yeah, like, although, well, I mean, we, we don't see, yeah, yeah. as far as we're aware, Prairie hasn't... You don't get a chance for lots of sex when you've been kidnapped for seven years, do you? No. no. So the implication is that she really hasn't, isn't a yeah. sexual, she really isn't a very sexual being at all. Well, as as angels generally are. She has a very platonic, yeah. not, well, not platonic, um, what would be the word for a relationship with Homer? Which a, is, asexual relationship? Well, not yeah. really, because I think there's a sort of degree of touching through glass is about as erotic as it ever seemed to get, which is quite erotic, really, oh, uh, but a very yeah. subdued eroticism. Yeah, non-consummated relationship. Not, yes, yeah. yes. So, yeah. likewise, Hap and Dr. Roberts are going, she's smoking, <laughs> yeah. as yeah. are the audience. Yes. Um, um, now, do you think here... Um, we're looking at we're looking at Nina Stroke Prairie. From what we saw in the in the previous episode, has has Nina Stroke Prairie undergone some sort of transformation whereby she really 
does feel more like Nina or is she just pretending to be Nina? I th- oh, I know. I thought she was definitely, that was a genuine thing that she mm. had access to Nina-ness in some way. Yeah, um, in, in, a, probably in the same way that we see that Homer has had access to Dr. Roberts kind of thing and has got more of Dr. Roberts sort of thing. There's a... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a battling of consciousness for yeah. everybody. If For, for Prairie, stroke OA, she... Yeah dominated Nina and squished her down. Yeah. With Homer, he got rather over-dominated by Dr. Roberts. Yeah. And um, as we say, I mean, this is quite an important part of the story, I think we should talk about later. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. it is. But yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. But yeah, this is because it's yeah. something about the operations of these jumpers. Yes. Okay. So so what I quite liked about, um, about Hap and Homer, um, their conversation they're having as they're watching um, Nina on the CCTV, is uh, once again... Um, Hap has managed to sort of like befuddle Dr. Roberts with um, his analysis of the situation by saying, well, yes, this is uh, this is Nina Razarova. She's coming with a, she's obviously, you know, it's obviously a personality disorder that she's got here. Wait. And now she's displaying the other personality. Yeah, but yeah. in fact, it's Dr. Roberts who says, are you thinking DID? That's right. He does, doesn't he? And yeah. then Hap goes like, what? Which is what we do. Yeah. Um, I assume, and I, I'm imagining the yeah. idea is if, if we could check it out and it's, <laughs> Um, as, as he says, as Dr. Robert says, you know, that's what they're calling multiple personality disorder, yeah. saying, yes, I was, wa-, you know, it's almost like Hat saying, I was um, waiting for you to catch up with me here. Yeah, my student. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Roberts, he's crap at his own personal psychology, isn't he? Because yeah. he really, yeah. he, he's, he isn't seeing through Hat at this point whatsoever. Yeah. But yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yes. Hat. Um, but yes, which again goes back to my... I think we mentioned this the other day, of saying, well, Hap has jumped into this body of an esteemed psychologist and he's ha- been having to run this establishment with having no training in psychology whatsoever. Oh, well, you could say that in, in the way you were just talking about Nina Stroke Prairie recently, that how much of Dr. Percy has come through into Hap's personality. Maybe he has quite well, a lot of psychological knowledge My I, My favourite theory is that Hap is the sort of person who would totally, you know, his he's got that... He's not like Elodie, who's like, yeah, I just accept whoever I go into. He's he's dominating his personality. So he's been a bit lost and confused. But just because he's a very, uh, um, he's very good at manipulating people. He's got some, his own, you know, he may not have the theory, but he's got his own skills in psychology. That he's just about being able to manage being to pull off a... Yes, I like the idea of Hap taking over, like, you know, being the boss of a big psychological institution. No knowledge about no. psychology whatsoever. It's quite easy. You get your students around and say, so, let's, let's, uh, Dr. Roberts, what's your opinion? <laughs> yes, yes, I think you're along the right lines. <laughs> oh, okay, let me write that down. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, no, I, I, I feel that Dr. Roberts has, yeah, has been the feed for, for Hap. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think, to be fair, the writers have sort of, considered that aspect of it that much no but it's an interesting part part to consider like was because uh when you think about i mean okay we're going to talk about this but when you think about like the fact that hap was sort of um therapist to pierre ruskin at some point as well yeah and you think well yeah he was therapist to pierre ruskin all of his own own ends pierre ruskin thought he was getting some top-notch psychological treatment here and it's actually absolutely nonsense (laughs) yeah which was um we're kind of talking about why what the effects that had a little bit later. Anyway, mm. let's, let's talk about okay. that later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, okay, so, yeah. um, so this is uh, part of this. I, I really, this episode I really liked was that we move from, um, 
uh, well, actually, no, we talk about, um, so uh, Homer goes down to get um, Prairie, doesn't, doesn't yeah. he? And brings Prairie up to... Um, yeah, are you going to talk yeah. about the five, you mean? Yes, sorry, I, 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 my notes can say, did, do we see the five yeah. before so that So what happens, happens yeah. is pra yeah. Prairie's at the door and yeah. she's touching the door. We, we go to the five. Yes. We're not entirely sure what, that they're in the same place, but yeah. then it's revealed. They are at Treasure Island as well. Island. Yeah. So in the five's universe, whatever, that, that, that place hasn't, I guess Hap wasn't a, was in a different place, so Hap didn't take on Treasure Island, whatever, yeah. that it is a... a disused although with some similar furnishing inside well you had the same, same five-sided five fish tank yeah. so essentially that means that the hat the harp uh, dr harper dr. dr percy dr percy yeah half percy yeah um when he he was running the institution yeah ah maybe he was a terrible psychologist anyway and it all ran down and so when the hat took over it didn't really make much difference we said somehow no. he made it better <laughs> In the, thought, oh, okay. yeah. in the Michigan yeah. universe where Dr. Percy carried on running Treasure Island, it all kind of ran into the ground. But, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, but there isn't, half isn't, I, no, but because, no, that doesn't make sense. Because you've got per, um, Dr., oh, no, I'm getting confused, but Hat Percy, Dr. Percy yeah. would have been in Treasure Island for years beforehand. When instead of being in a in an underground lair, yeah. he's been he's been running. He'd have run it into the ground. No, hang on. Oh, I'm confused. Don't worry. I think when we try, when you try to like go into a multiple time, you know, yeah. multiverses, it gets too confusing. Okay. Anyway, whatever happens, uh, so you, Treasure Island does not exist in so, the same anyway, way. So, and you have universe. this image, and you understand that BBA is coming to the door, and she says she's here, and yeah. they're both opening the door at the same time. It's the same door, yeah. and they are. In some ways, we think at the same time as well. So there's some sort of time relationship. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think it's exactly the same time? Yes, I think it's exactly the same time. Well, I guess it must be for the this story to. Yes. What? Well, yeah. I, I, I like the cinematic device of. I can't think of other. There probably has been other things I've seen that, but seeing two dimensions of the same location in the same instant yeah. filmed differently. But you're looking, you're looking around at how they're different. You're thinking, how how can these be connected? And you're looking for connections between them. I thought that was good. Yeah, I like that. I, yeah. I like that. I mean, particularly, well, particularly when it comes to the the um, mechanical robot movements and the fighting oh, yes. movements yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. These yeah, sort of yeah. things. That, that was good. Yeah. Well, we've been primed for this by the end of last week, haven't we? With Riz Ahmed. Ahmed. What's Riz Ahmed's character called? I keep calling him Riz Ahmed. Anyway, oh, FBI counselor. FBI counselor man, yeah. possibly yeah. or inter interdimensional traveler. Yeah. Um, saying, you know, when you're in a space and there's other, you know, they're around you and sort of leading them yes. out in a very good teacherly manner to bring them to this conclusion themselves yeah. that they realise, yes, that you can be in a space and there are people around you. So anyway, so yes. we've got that in our head. Yeah. So, so g g just talking about the five a little yes. bit. Um, BBA is the one that seems to be knowing what's going on yes. and telling them. Uh, well, and, and even Buck at some point says, says, oh, um, BBA is in touch with these other dimensions. Doesn't it? Buck says that. Right. He? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, um, why I, I, I'm, it wasn't clear to me why, why we thought that was the case. Right. Have we seen that in, um, no. Yeah. Oh, all, well, all I can think that I, I that is that we we know from that previous um 
the the woman who who was a medium yeah. saying you know or not the getting the message saying yeah. BBA BBA must go it's only which, safe for BBA or which was kind of which gave the five the impression and us the impression that she was the one who was going to jump dimensions yes. wasn't it it wasn't that she was in touch with the other no. dimensions it's yeah. what they've been thinking all along yeah. isn't it that that she's going to be the jumper yeah but not so but anyway we get on to that yeah um but but maybe is the idea that actually it's she's that she's just got some connection some for some reason that we don't really we haven't know. really really seen this before have we that BBA is the one that has the connection she's never seemed to have any greater sort of skills than the others that's why it felt slightly clunky because we actually had to have Buck explain that to us that you know had to actually say that we weren't we didn't have that as a memory from the past episodes yeah yeah uh, anyway we'll let that one slide okay. <laughs> yeah yeah okay. um so let's not worry. Yeah. Talk, shall we not worry talking about Kareem? No, or... no, that's because it all connects together, yeah, doesn't it? So, so we talk as we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've written, yes, he is on a boat because yeah. his house is moving. Yes. So it isn't just a on the. It is a houseboat in San Francisco somewhere. Yeah. So he wakes up on his houseboat, and obviously the last thing that he's just being told is being told by Pierre Ruskin that everyone's been dreaming about him, about his face. Freaky. Yeah. yeah. Which is a bit. Obviously has picked him up. Yeah. Also, he's just dumped out on Prairie, hasn't he? He's been like, I don't want anything to do with this. Yes. Yeah. No, he's. You're, so, you are mad. And... You are. Yes, you are mad. I don't want anything more to do with you. Mm-hmm. So what? What is prompting? But he he gets up and he's thinking and he has the um, thoughts in his head here, yes. doesn't he? Yeah, oh, he's yeah. got this voiceover, which is of I think Pierre Ruskin. Oh, and and also. Um, the Dr. lady, Rhodes. Dr. Yeah. Rhodes, yeah. yeah. Um, what she, he's going over the, the story of the, you yeah. know, the, what the dreamers were pointing to and then Ruskin saying that, that you know, the house is calling you. Yes. Well. Yeah. So, well, my interpretation was just that he, at that point, he, he, he wanted out and he was just like, I can't accept any of this. I think it's all nonsense. Yeah. You know, this woman I've been following around is a mad woman and all these people are deluded to some extent although he has just seen evidence shown him by ruskin that everyone's been drawing his face so he knows that something going on doesn't he well, yep but you know evidence fresh evidence as well he had in, in these days yeah. we can easily um in our heads say this is rubbish you know i'm just well, thinking in his at I, that point you you say that but i think that was the very reason why um pierre ruskin projected a video of all of the people doing artists' impressions of him, turning around their pieces of paper to show the camera. Yeah. I think that I, was to convince... You, yes, yeah. it, it, that is very convincing. How yeah. you could, one part of your brain, in this world where things can be, um, uh, you know, falsified so easily, he could, you could tell yourself that's, he, he's just created this, you know. That, he could have done, but I think that's more convincing to Kareem than, say, yes. just showing him loads of pieces of paper with his face on. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. he's... He is is troubled by this, and, yeah. and and I think also troubled by um, dumping on Prairie as well. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, um, and failing to crack the case as well. Yes, he hasn't found Michelle. Has he, he hasn't found Michelle. Yeah, well, sort of, but no, in some ways not. Yeah, well, no, well, he's found her at Ruskin's house, hasn't he? But but his he the, her grandmother her. says yeah. that's not her. That's yes. So. Yeah. Which we'll come to later. Okay, we'll come to later. Yeah. Uh, there's an envelope that he has written Mo on. Yes. What, what do you think's in that envelope? I uh, I don't know. I like I like to think it's it's um, 
his undying love and affection and respect for a woman that he feels he can't actually spend the rest of his life with, or possibly what, all the about information about yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pierre Ruskin's been doing, I don't know, some, you know, the kind of, in case of my death, this is what's happening. He thinks back about that envelope, doesn't he, later? Yes, I'm wondering we what see the, it later yeah, on. Wondering what the significance of that, but we're, okay. again, we're, we're quickly getting ahead of ourselves again. Yeah. Um, so now we do go back to um, Homer going mm-hmm. in, in Treasure Island, Homer going downstairs, sent by Hap to go and collect um, Nina to bring her upstairs. Yep, and Nina's yep. now... Nina is now definitely Nina. Nina's all... Because she makes the mafia pussy joke. This is... So that's... So what... All throughout this, OA Prairie has been asking herself, how do I... How do I connect with Homer? How do I connect with Homer that I feel is buried underneath Dr. Roberts Mm. and make him see me for who I was? And the answer is to tell filthy jokes. Which seems... So... Well, maybe the answer is to make him laugh, yeah, to put him off guard, and then to kiss him. Yes. So, do you think, do you think the joke and the fact that it makes Homer laugh, that kind of um, shot? Because we're now calling him Homer, aren't we? But yeah. Here, well, yes. let's call him. We'll call Dr. him Homer Roberts. now. Doctor Roberts, Doctor Homer. Let's call him Homer. He is almost Homer now, isn't he? Yeah. Um, do you think it's kind of? shocking him out of his sort of cold analytical side into being into uh, finding maybe. a sort of genuine side of him you know like you were saying about the, the trick that um they use to to work out the code when uh kareem is telling uh prairie a story yes. yeah 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 so you know in the in the state when you're laughing yeah. maybe there's some sense that you're yeah you're you're just more relaxed you're let you're less on guard you're less Guarding your personality with your yeah. front and all those things, you're yeah more unguarded. Just made me think okay. as well about the question we've had the whole way through this season about Homer struck Dr. Roberts, about the fact that he was the one of all the prisoners who didn't leap into his body in the same way as though yeah. he did actually become Homer. Do you think there's anything that the writers have, have thought about or is there anything in the idea that because he's a psychologist... Um, that, you know, knowing the nature of counsellors and therapists and psychologists, they very much damp down their, their own personality, don't they, when they're, when they're treating people it's yeah. sort of their, and they're cold and they're, Do you think it's sort of saying, this is what the Dr. Roberts personality has done to Homer? I mean, that doesn't really apply to Hap, but Hap's a bit of a weird case anyway. Well, Hap doesn't, yeah, yeah. he's barely human. Yeah. Um, I love what you say, Hap's not even a psychologist, idea. really. No, but, but. That's, yeah, that's interesting. I was, yeah. I, my personal theory of why... Um, of the five Homer didn't cross over was that he's really nice. He's really, really nice. He jumps... Homer or Dr. Roberts? Homer. Okay. Homer is really nice. Yeah. He jumps... And Dr. Roberts is really nice, but Homer's nice. He jumps into another person's body. He sees there's a personality in there and it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. So he's a bit like... So he's a bit like a really pleasant house guest who makes you... lives in your house and just like... to the back of your subconscious And And he sort of makes all your meals for you and you get used to eating all these meals and you kind of forget he's there after a while. Mm. Yeah, okay. Maybe maybe that's... Yeah, he's... That's... He's just... Well, anyway. Your implication being that... um, Prairie and Scott and Renata and Rachel are not like this. No. Yeah. No. Okay, which we'll talk but, about more again later. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I haven't. I haven't heard the mafia pussy joke before. Very good joke. I it like is it. A pretty joke. <laughs> <laughs>
Man, really, really, like literally dirty. Really dirty. Yeah, yeah. it's a really dirty joke. Yeah. But um, even before that, he, there is a line, I think, where Homer says, you do seem different, you seem more at ease. Yes. So it's like he's thinking, oh, I think at that point he's just supposed to be thinking, oh, this is, this is maybe this is, you know, the real... She is cured. She's fine. She's this is her genuine personality. Yeah, this yeah. is after all because this is the Nina of this world is like yeah. this person. So, what is the instant that makes um, Homer gives Homer first these little flashes of their life in the other um, dimension? So, I thought it was the kiss. Yeah, she. Yeah, she. Except she doesn't quite kiss him, does she? She goes to kiss him, and I think does, she, just does she actually kiss him? Like kiss. Yeah. I didn't, I thought she almost stopped. But anyway, it was, it was. So he says, "I'll take it." She says, "I'll take it. I'll take it from here." Yeah. So, which is an interesting thing to say. Yeah. Um. Uh, he kiss. She kisses him. Yeah. Then, sort of, she shuts herself him out, doesn't she? So shuts he's yeah. he's now trapped on the other side of the yeah. glass. But the the interesting bit is the hand back on the yes. glass, isn't it? With and she the, puts that yeah. hand, and then I think there's yeah. some flashes before that. Yeah. But then. It, that also taps into some memories yeah. and he I was, yeah. reaches forward and, and, and puts his hand on the glass. Yes, and I think that's probably the most powerful memory, isn't it? The hand on the glass. Yes. That would have been the thing that... Um, yeah. I, I was wondering, as I was watching it, thinking, um, did they think right from the beginning we're going to need a glass doored lift in order for this to work? Or did they by chance think, oh, that lift's got glass in it. We can do, You can do this here. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you need glass somewhere, don't you? But yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good. But you don't often get glass in lifts. Yeah. So we are back just after that. We're back to the five, who are inside the um, the the Michigan Treasure Island, and they found the five sided aquarium. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's when they start talking about Jesse. Why is the five sided aquarium there in the um, Michigan dimension? Well. This is what I was thinking about with the whole, like, this must, therefore, either the, that building was used, maybe it was used as a, as a mental institution for some time and then, and then failed, obviously failed quite a few years ago, Yeah. but it's still got some of the similar internal, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Five-sided aquarium seems the sort of thing that you, you know, you wouldn't move in and say, Let's keep that ropey old aquarium. Let's clean it up. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I mean, it, some, yeah, I don't it raises know. lots of questions about what is the same and what is different in different multiverses, yeah. doesn't it? I don't yeah. think we're supposed to pull this apart too much. No, just, you it's can't. just more all, evidence that yeah. this is the same place. And obviously, this reminds, they say this is, um, you know, that they know about uh, it's Homer's uh, near death. No, Scott's, Scott's near, near death. Scott's near death experience. He saw the five. Oh no, no, no! Three. Sorry, no, no. You're right. Homer's near death experience. Yeah, they talk about Scott's near death experience somewhere else. I think, don't they? Right. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. It's Homer's near death experience, and it's, it's what we actually see in season one, isn't it? We see him in the in the um, the tunnel above the room and coming out of the room and yes. seeing the five. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. And then he talks about that, and then yeah, yeah talks to Owet Prairie, and then she relates it. Um, yeah. So this is when Steve makes a sort of dramatic yeah. entrance. Again. No, has Steve like not been with them up to no. this point? He's just followed them there. Yes, because yeah. we know he's been. He was separate. So where were they? Where were they just before? Where was it? Where Jesse died? It was up the coast in Oregon somewhere, wasn't it? We uh, didn't. Yeah. yeah. So BBA's driven the other the others uh, Angie and um, Buck and 
um, Alfonso yeah. there, but Steve's made his own way. Yes. Okay. Yes. I was a bit confused about that to start with. I was, I was right. thinking, had he come with them and then they just sort of forgotten about him? But he's made that his own way seem, Yeah. Yeah. An unusual dramatic choice. But yeah, yes. no, I thought he just appears. And so this is the first time BBA's seen him with his hair shaved. Yeah. And she says, all this time I thought Theo was haunting my dreams. Theo being her twin brother who yeah. died. Yeah. But it was you. But it was you. Yes. Okay. So. So that, that referred, one of those references was to when in the, the last, um, the last episode where we saw the five, I think it was episode six, where Jessie died. Yes. Was when she woke up just, just with a sort of premonition that Jessie yeah. was dead, didn't she? And somebody uh, saying, I need your help or the character saying help. Was it that it? I need your help? Was it? I can't remember. So the line is something, so it was ambig- ambiguous enough that we weren't sure if it was saying help me or help Jessie. Right. Yes. But and we and BBA interpreted it as being her brother, Theo, in the yes. dream, wasn't it? But And we thought that too, although yeah. no, we didn't really know it. She, we we just, didn't really know at just, all. Yeah. yeah. But actually it was Steve. Yeah. yeah. So why has BBA been dreaming about Steve then all this time? Is it is that just is that another of our unanswered questions? I think it's the, not questions. I have a list of unanswered questions. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, it's not that that important to the story, I don't think, but um, but it's kind of implying that Steve, because well, all, all in the first time we see the five in this in this part two, Steve's all kind of like, no, 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 I want it to be me that does the jumping. Yeah. I want it to be me that's the important one, and now it seems to be turning out that he is the important one. In some yes, ways, isn't it? but yeah. he seems somewhat, if anything, a little bit more um, humble. Yes. This episode. Yeah. Like less. Um, Though he's the one who wants to get out of this dimension because this dimension is really shit. That's what he said. Well, yeah. <laughs> Some ways you do feel like this is the slightly shit dimension, doesn't it? Like Treasure Island looks shit compared to the. Well, it's because they're they've been in Michigan and, and they've filmed it all in really like dull uh, blues, whereas yeah. San Francisco is all bright and sparkly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was just going to talk about a, a tangential point, but. When Steve appears and he appears and his head's all shaven and BBA has this sort of quite a tender moment with him and hugs him and the others come in for like a group hug. Yeah. Just thinking about how um, not just men, but women too, but with shaved heads have a strange kind of um, sort of a delicacy, a kind of fragility to somebody with a shaved head. If they, they can look terribly beautiful and... Um, I don't know. It makes me think of Sinead O'Connor in when she was young. Nothing compares to you. Did the Nothing compares to you video, and how? Although on the other hand, we think of uh, you know shaved heads as skinheads. Um, Maybe that's a British thing, but they were kind of a group of thugs who uh, generally quite racist. Generally quite racist kind of cultural group, Um, but it. And, and of course, you know, kind of army look as well. Which yeah, I was going like, to say that. You think it's to do with the, uh, you know, soldiers getting their head shaved at the beginning, that sort of vulnerability of them, and you know, they're going doing a job where their their life's in danger. Uh, no, I don't think it relates to that. I don't know. I, I think your your hair is your kind of. I think hair is like clothing in a way. It's yeah. like your um, more for women, but for men as well to some extent. Um, it's your kind of fancy natural hat that goes well, on your head and then yeah. if you take it off you're just more exposed it does define your personality quite a lot doesn't it your hair like yeah. it says what yeah you can oh yeah. yeah that's just i thought steve looks far more 
fragile at that point than and and yeah. and strangely likable. I don't know. Yeah, more likable than 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 before for sure. So it's yeah. just Australia. Anyway, no, I don't think that relates to the story at all. No, but it's so, but it's possibly a sort of a you know makeup and costume choice. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, also you are, it's much easier to make people look similar with shaved heads so you can mistake them for Theo. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. But distinctive and yet yeah. you, you could be confused. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're back to OA and Hap. In, in OA Hap's is being secret Nina. Room. Yeah. Um, we haven't got to the secret room. Oh, no, sorry. We're in Hap's office upstairs, yeah. aren't we? Yes, first. Yeah. So, and this is where Nina starts feeding Hap all the information about <laughs> Yes. Her. We find out that Nina is Elodie's sister. She's Nina Exposition. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, again, I was a little um, given the amount mm. given the amount that we still not going to know at the end of this episode. I thought a lot of this could have been left out, to be honest. And, and to be and to be honest, yeah. I was a bit disappointed with the explanations in some way. Well, I mean, let's talk about okay, what those were. So first. what is? Yeah. So, um, so one thing is that Hap really does believe this is Nina. Yes. This is just Nina, and that he's got to kind of cover up the fact that he doesn't know her. That although they've met before, yeah. you know, as 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 Dr. Uh, Hunter Percy has, yeah. has met Nina before, but he's got to, he hasn't, and he's got to cover this up because he doesn't have access. I think yeah. that's evidence he doesn't have access to Hunter Percy's. That's, yes, brain, yes, that's true. That's true, yes. Okay. And he's very much in her sway here, isn't he? She's, she's the one with all the power in the room yes. at the moment, which is yeah. not how it's ever been between um, Prairie and Hunter no. before. Yeah. Um, so he's trying to cover that he doesn't know her yeah. and saying, so tell me a bit about when we first met. Yes. <laughs> My memory's awful. Yeah, which is maybe, I mean, maybe it's a, you know, the, you were thinking, well, it's quite a good device. You can say that people are going to ask these questions. But, but the thing is, people can ask the questions if they don't know, but the other people are going to go, what? Yeah, what? I don't even tell you, you know this, for well, God's sake. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, except for the fact that Nina isn't Nina. She's OA Nina, so she does know. Yes. Anyway, anyhow, anyway, she, so, for some for whatever yeah. reasons, she chooses to go through the their meeting. So, do you is, want to explain what her? Yeah. So let me see yeah. if I maybe got everything down. But we have. So she talks about how, as Nina, she met uh, uh, Hunter Percy. She'd she was with um, Pierre Ruskin at the time. The she'd just read his book Quantum Psychotic. Yeah. yeah, and it was, you know, this has astounded her and gave her hope that she could find the answer to something. Um, and, and she also correct, corrects him in saying that uh, Pierre Ruskin didn't introduce Dr. Percy to her, but she introduced Dr. Percy yes. to Pierre Ruskin. Right, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, and they talked about how her and Pierre were struggling with the 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 house, really, and what was going on there and how to make sense of it. That's what Nina said to Dr. Percy at the time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that they hoped that he could help. Yes. Because of his amazing skills. Yes. Um, so, but then she says, you, um, so we had this problem. We wanted yes. to find out. We wanted to try and understand this puzzle. And the construction workers in the house were going mad. Yeah. Because every time you looked out of the, the rose window. Um, so I'm thinking about to open the rose window or to see through it is to see the truth. And, it, you know, they, they couldn't handle it. They, they, somehow they're going mad. So it's like, so at the moment we've got Nina and Pierre Ruskin who are all the San Francisco, Nina and Pierre Ruskin. And they're talking to 
um, the um, Dr. Percy. Is he Dr. Percy or is he Hap at this point when they meet? No, he must be. He must be Dr. Percy because he doesn't, Hap doesn't have a memory of it. Right. Yeah. So they meet Dr. Percy, who maybe is quite dubious because she accuses him of implanting the idea in Ruskin's head to devise this game, which has then created a dangerous situation in which teenagers are going insane and doing all sorts of things. So you're suggesting that Nina's saying that Dr. Percy did that rather than Hap did that. It must have been Dr. Percy because he Hap doesn't remember doing that. Well, there is another interpretation of this, I think, where Hap, Hap could be asking Nina all these questions. Partly for the audience to find yes, out what's going on. Never mind that. But... but also he says, I've become a bit confused recently. Maybe his personalities have become a bit... You know, have mixed That's him up and lost because he said that in other circumstances. Okay. He just keeps losing his memory, doesn't he? I think it's more likely that it's Hap that's done this. Hap is the sort of bad guy here, isn't he? Well, Hap, we don't yeah. know what Doctor Percy. No, that's true. Like. We don't know what Doctor Percy was like. But, but anyway, yeah. but we do know that Doctor Robert says you've you've changed. Yeah. Over the last sort of months or so, that you've changed, and you know you're not the same man yeah. that I admire, kind of thing. Yes. So possibly. Anyway, anyway. so somebody we're not entirely sure, but somebody. Inception-like put into um, Pierre Ruskin's head the idea of creating this game. So he yes. thinks he thought of it himself. But, but actually, but really Dr. Percy through subconscious it. therapy, yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah. He's he's got this idea, and this that is a it's it's a, a bad idea. This is nasty. This is causing teenagers to to die or go mad or something. And why has Haps Dr. Percy done this? Because. Because they were investigating um, how the I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's either I don't. I'm not sure. I'm I'm clear on that either. Because I was whilst um, whilst Nina's talked saying all this, I was thinking, okay, so a lot of our questioning in this series has been, what is the house about? What's going? Is Kareem going to discover the mystery of the house? What is the what is the um, double-sided staircase and the rose window um, and the other clues? What do, what do they all point to? And it seems like here Nina's saying they don't really point to anything. It's all been a, a construct in Pierre Ruskin's mind put about through being in her- therapy with Hap. So all that side of the... From what she was saying there, it felt, felt to me like all of that side of the story is a bit of a MacGuffin, really. It's a bit of a almost a, a nothing compared to the dimension jumping story that we've well, got. I thought that looking, no, I don't think so because you we've got the so. bit with Kareem there. He does look through the rose window and then that reveals, we'll talk about at the end, but it reveals something quite dramatic. That so is true. So somehow he, yeah. he's the one, only one that managed to get through the game. So what, 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 so what was Hap's reason, purpose for them for, we still don't know what Hap's purpose is, is then for, um, for, implanting these ideas in, in Ruskin's mind, you think? Okay, I think it's Hap Stroke, and I don't know if it was Hap or if it was... I, I, my suspicions is it's Dr. Percy, yeah. who's a bit... Ha- is obviously happish. Um, yeah. Wanting to investigate, just to find out. He thinks he thinks it's a dimension-jumping tool. Okay, so and he's I, got And Ruskin's... I think there's some evidence that it is as well. Right, okay. And so he just wanted to find out more and he thought that this game thing would be 
And he thought Ruskin had the power to crowdsource all of these teenagers to come and help him out in yes. this investigation. Yes. Basically, I suppose doing a little bit like what Hap did in the in the first um, part with his NDEs. He's basically using all these teenagers as guinea pigs to try and like see if any yes. of them can solve the puzzle. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. That makes that makes a bit more sense, then, doesn't it? So, so maybe Doctor Percy was. Kind of not very nice either. If it was Dr. Percy, we're not really sure if Dr. Percy or Hap, no, are we? we don't yeah. know. But, yeah. um, so I think, and then she says, and she's still being Nina-ish. Yes. And just and says, what have you done with my money? So the idea is that this Nina in this dimension was rich. We know she was rich. Yeah. But she gave, she actually employed Dr. Percy. Yeah. To, to do something. Yes. To, you know. We don't know. We don't know what her. Um, well, is she not, was it not employed to be therapist to Ruskin? No, I think it's a bit more than that. I think it was more. I'm sure Claire Ruskin could pay for his own therapist. I think. I think it was. I think there's a side project. I think there was some sort of project where she said, "Well, he's." I don't know, but obviously he's saying the answer is ultimately he goes into the room to the lab into the lab. This is what I've done with your money. Yes. So you think that Nina's money, she gave him money to sort of like do experiments and investigate yes. what was going on, yeah. but she didn't quite know what he was doing. No, I think yeah. Nina was, was, yeah. was, yeah, she was yeah. funding him. Right. Which is... Which makes sense. That lab's not cheap. No. <laughs> yeah. But that was yeah. sort of weird and ironic that she, this this in this universe, yeah. you know, the Nina Stroke OA character actually was a supporter of the Hapstroke uh, Dr. Percy character. Yes, yes, that's true. Um, but anyway, so she says, what, you know, what have you done with the money? We, we then sit back to Kareem, who's doing the puzzle In again, the yes. that we've seen. So it looks like he's solving it. Did yes, you? I mean, it wasn't, it was just like, it was almost like he was just going through the house as he did a few episodes ago. Wasn't yes. It? Yeah. He yeah. wasn't really doing anything new, was he? He's just sort of... I guess he was thinking, I never got to the rose window before. Uh, Somehow she, he gets to the rose window this time. Did you work out how he got there where he, did, where he didn't manage it before? Well, the bit that he does is different. We'll come to later. Yes. But there is something he does different this time. Okay. But I, I, it's, it's hard. In the mirrored room, you're talking about? Uh, just after that. I think. Okay. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah. 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 Um... So, back to Homer's Homer in a box again. Yeah, in the lift. Yeah. In the lift. Yeah. Um, and he sees Renata. Yeah. Yeah. And she and she says, "Are you are you are you, are you Homer? Or are you Doctor Roberts?" Yeah. And he sort of says, oh, "I'm kind um, of both." Yeah. We don't know the light. Which is kind of answering our question we've had to most of this, Which, most of this part. Yeah, yeah. I quite like that because I was expecting him to say, I'm Homer, I'm Homer, yeah. I remember you. And all that. But he's like, oh, it's really confusing. <laughs> um, what I'm wondering about is what's Renata doing? Yeah, I was wondering that. Why wandering around the, 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 the institution the late at night. down institution. Yeah, the one where all the electricity's gone. You'd have thought that in an institution where the backup generators come on, the one thing that wouldn't happen is all of the electronic doors would now be open in order for the patients to walk around. Maybe it does. Maybe, Maybe. it does. I mean, the one thing is we know the receptionist's gone. So that's it. Their whole security. That's, that's out the window. I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a shame we never saw the receptionist again. I like the receptionist. I, I, she was yeah. um, but she's, 
She sort of says, do you remember, um, do you remember what you did, really? Do you remember what you did? You you lured me. You were part of yes, yes, plan and in all that. Cuba, yeah. And he's like guiltily like, yeah, yeah, I did. And then she's like, okay, I'll, I'm going to get you out. So I think yeah. she's happy that he has admitted his guilt, I guess. Yeah. Um, but she, uh, yes, then sort of helps to smash smash the wall down. Yeah. Um, Okay, so... I think we go back to Kareem again. again yes, then. there's yeah. a very brief bit, a brief flash of Hap saying, hmm, every human... The quote I've written down is, every human line contains the multiverse? I don't know. Hap said that to Nina, did he? Yep, that's yeah. something. Then And then we're back with Kareem. Well, that's kind of, I suppose that's the kind of... That line is kind of the equivalent of saying every human life has an infinity of points at which it can break off and form a different universe. Is, okay. is that what, what he means by that, do you think? I like that. Okay. I'll you know, every really. every millisecond of, or, and smaller than milliseconds of existence yeah. are another point where chance can take you in another direction. I yeah. mean, because I think it might be worth discussing, um, obviously, in a really shallow manner, but the sort of um, theories that we that we probably both read about um david deutsch in particular talks yeah. about his multiverse in um, the beginning of infinity yes book. yeah um a book called in the beginning of the the beginning of the infinity. beginning of infinity yeah not the beginning of a book called infinity. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so this seems something that the theoretical physicists um many of them believe is the only rational way of solving quantum some of the weird stuff about quantum mechanics i'm not even going to vaguely pretend well to just uh, if you just mentioned the one thing about seeming like when you try to measure the position of a particle it seems like it can be in two places at once uh, uh, so one one of the fundamental ideas of of quantum physics and this is and according to david deutsch and other theoretical phys physicists uh, the um, existence of multiverses is, is the only possible explanation of this. Yes. Any actual theoretical physicist listening to this and going, oh, Jesus, wet. Yeah. But I'm, I apologise. But please email in and tell us in language we'll understand yeah. where we're I'm going wrong. I'm fairly confident, probably not, because there's not many people in the world that understand. But yeah, but, but the, the it is an astonishing idea that seems to be perfectly possible, although maybe impossible to ever test, yeah. that essentially every quantum change every, well, every yeah instance of any every atom has two states it could be in at any one point and a different universe is created by that yeah. and these universes exist side by side whatever that means yeah. Well, yeah. yeah yeah but i think what we can probably say is that the theories of theoretical physics about multiverses do not imply dimension jumping like we have here. <laughs> no, but it doesn't rule it out. No, it doesn't rule it out. <laughs> and it's... There will be a lot, a lot of other questions to be asked as well, as far as that okay. goes. Yeah. Okay, so we are... Kareem is in the Room of Mirrors. Yeah. And this is where he sees on the wall a quote from T.S. Eliot. Yes. Uh, about where we started. I didn't get the whole... It's something about... Where we something about where we started looking that ends up being the place where we find our answer. That was a very big paraphrase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That sounds yeah. okay. Which um, I, I it feels like it's a clue to him. Yes. yes. Yeah. 
it's a clue. What does he do with it? We don't really see what he does with it. Oh, well, I thought that it meant that... Do you remember the very first time that he went into the house? And yes. He, with, with the boy who was... Yeah. The, and, and he found that... Uh, he found the hiding... He found yes. Michelle's hiding place. Yeah. Um, I thought that meant... That was the first time. That was the first exploring that he did, and I thought it meant he went back to that room because oh, that's where okay. I thought the rose window was in that room the very first time he went. Because wasn't that what the wasn't that what the sort of boy fell out of in in the very first episode? Yes. So, but but I, I, then I, then oh, I thought, I well, why hasn't he been back there before? Surely it was obvious that that's where the rose window was. I it wasn't. I couldn't quite work out where he'd gone boy... to find the rose window. Yeah. I don't think the boy fell out the... I think the rose window was... I don't think the rose window was in that room. Okay. That was that was my sort of initial fleeting idea. But what was your interpretation of the T.S. Eliot quote? And what, um, yeah. I haven't got one. <laughs> what was it you said just now? You said something about what Kareem did differently this oh, time as to when he was so exploring the house I thought the time. only thing he did differently was the point where he dives into that pool. Yes. He dives down and... Has to Where was the pool? I'm guessing in the cellar. Right. Yeah. Because that freaked me out. I'm diving into that pool. Oh, the I idea knew. of swimming down into something, you've no idea if there's somewhere to breathe at the other end of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is. It's my idea of hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was my thought. I mean, then we could talk about that and then go back to the other stuff. But yeah, yeah because it's very his his storyline is quite separate from. Was Fires that the coffin shaped tunnel? Would you think they were mistaking the other tunnel from the club into the house as the coffin-shaped tunnel? And that's... No, that really tunnel. Get, it's not an actual tunnel he swims through, is it? He's, he's kind of down, swimming through a tunnel. He's down. He's, it's like he gets. To, he has to open a window that's quite difficult to open, like a little yeah. hatch or window or something, some little doorway. That's a difficult bit. And then he's in another space and he sees this red light that yes. he goes towards. So he has some inspiration that he knows where he's going. I didn't catch what that was, though. Yeah. Maybe could someone... Please, you know someone what? let us know. There's probably, if we actually... Which we, which I think it's good that we don't do, but there's yeah. no doubt umpteen videos yes. now on YouTube saying, this is what the O True, but I'd much rather that someone that's listening to this would email us in yeah. and, and, and no, tell us their theory. Nice. <laughs> yes, please. Please do. Please, please do. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's, that was the... That was the difficulty I had with this last episode. There were so many questions you were trying to answer... I couldn't keep them all in my head at the same time, yeah. even making notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah. It, is, it is tricky. But yeah. I feel that that's some, I mean, a, a leap of faith almost, kind of yeah. to make something like that. What, the leap of faith into the water? To, yeah. Because yeah. um, faith is something that they talk about quite a lot throughout the series, isn't it? About yeah. how, although in a... Um, not not in the classic religious sense of the word of faith, but they do have faith. They have faith in what OA says, like the five do. Yeah. Um, but in, in particular, it's the, them talking about their sort of faith and belief. And that seems to be an important key thing in, in being a, I don't know, being a success in some ways in this, in this world. Or having a, a purposeful life. Maybe or or a happy life, a meaningful, life. A meaningful life. Yes. Okay, so should we go back to Hap? And he's now in the room. Oh, hang on. we've missed we missed a little bit where mm. um, BBA and the five minds Jesse. Yeah, are they're now in the room 
where happened um, Prairie R as well. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. and BBA says, she's in here and so are you to Steve. Yes. So BBA is feeling a connection to the OA, feeling like she's in the same room in a different dimension, but she's also saying Steve's in that room as well. Yes. Yes. Which... I mean, no French is as well. Yeah, she doesn't say it's French, she just says it's Steve, no. doesn't she? Yeah. Buck isn't. No. No. Jesse is. Yeah. Yeah. But let's get to that in a second. Okay. So, so in the in the Happen Prairie universe in the San Francisco, well, actually, can't recall that anymore. They're both in San Francisco, but back to Happen Prairie, they're now in the lab, and mm. ne- well, Nina is seeing all of these bodies lying in the pool. Mm. I mean, it's yeah. not obvious initially. The bodies it looks no. like a sort of odd water plant feature or something like yes. that. Um, and remember, this is the room that Rachel went in. Yeah. Just glanced into, was so horrified she attacked her. Yes. And then he killed her. He killed her. Yeah. So this is what, you know, the fact that he was keeping, yeah, keeping, well, it seems like keeping people kind of a different way, but imprisoned. Yes. um, As far as we can see. Yes. Okay. So shall we try and root out what is going on in his lab? what what have we got? We he says that. Um, oh yeah, I like the bit where he starts talking about the four minute mile. Yes. <laughs> now the breaking of the four minute mile is somehow an analogy to what he's doing with uh, yeah. killing people and putting them in a pool in his lab. <laughs> but has he? He hasn't. How have these people popped up? Because he's got yes. Steve. He has never met Steve. Or um, Alfonso. Or Alfonso. Or Jesse. Jesse died in the other the other dimension, but we don't know anything about his body Steve being... Steve is not dead. I mean, so it's yeah. not like they're all dead in any dimension that we know of, for sure. No. So... And they haven't all jumped, either. No. I don't know. I don't think. I don't, I don't think we've been given an explanation for I why those bodies so. are in there. We know that he says that the the flowers or the plants they offer, or or, or this setup at least, he says something about how they offer a map of the multiverse. He's yes. just beginning to sketch out. So, do you think it's some kind of implication that these the consciousnesses consciousnesses difficult plural to say of these bodies are now existing in many different dimensions at the same time and somehow feeding back information that's stored in the flowers that hap can then access by eating them is that Mm, that sounds something i mean because that line saying every human life you know contains the multiverse yes what would what kind of information would Hap be getting though? What's just just seeing what it's like to live in other dimensions? Well, because his or? suggestion yeah. is, which is not something that we see happen, but he's saying to to the OA, you, you know, um, eat this, try yeah. this, and then you'll get a glimpse. Yeah, a, a glimpse of what it's like to exist in different multiverses at the same time, or just a glimpse of a different multiverse. Because we're also what he's suggesting is. Because what he's after is some way of controlling where you go, yeah. isn't it? That's his whole... Like, that's um, why he's so fascinated by Elodie, isn't it? Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. He wants to have this... Yeah, the, he, he, he wants a map. Yeah. He's... Yeah. 
like yeah, yes. rational, I need a map to know where I'm going. So he wants a map so that he can just travel where he wants to different versions of him in different multiverses? Yeah, I think, okay, and again, I think we talked a, a few times about um, perhaps motivations that sometimes we think, is he just selfishly wanting, you know, a good life and to get away from things? Or he is also genuinely, scientifically, massively yeah. curious um, maybe wants, for reasons of status, but he wants a Nobel Prize. For, yeah, for but his maybe he wants to. Yeah, yeah, probably. But also, he has probably a scientist's desire, just curiosity. Yeah. So even without the prize being, you know, dangled in front of him, he he wants to know what's going on. Oh yes, but remember when he killed his colleague in the first part, who was doing the same thing? He wants to be the first one to do this as well. He wants to be the he wants to be like the king of this. I do think. you think? killed his colleague so that he could get ahead of him or do you think he killed his colleague because yes I thought that's what it was I thought he was I thought he was professionally jealous of him in some ways yes I know that was quite a long time ago watching that I have to think back about that but that seemed uh, that was the feeling I had at the time okay yeah anyway I don't know that's an important part of the story there's also I think he this is where um, the OA drops her Nina Russian accentiness. Yeah. And, and we see her as prairie again. And we see her as prairie. Yeah. And what do you think about Hap's reaction to that? What was Hap's reaction to that? He's really um, relieved. Oh, he says, so you are in there or something. He says, well, he says, yeah. oh, it is you. It no, is you, yeah. I was, you know, what... So well, I think he's much more comfortable with Prairie, isn't he, than he is with Nina. He's under, under Nina's thrall, really, isn't he? So in, is it that, yeah. yeah, but it's strangely suggesting that he really has a relationship with OA, with Prairie. Well, that's what he said to before. Elodie before, wasn't it? Remember when they were yeah. in the opera, he said she's my, almost like she's my soulmate kind of idea, yeah, wasn't like it? They've yeah, got, as if they've got this, you know, a yeah. warm relationship between the two of them, which is... Definitely not how OA is viewing their relationship. Well, is, has he not? Is he not also, you know, in in this um, in this dimension, he has had a sort of relationship with Nina in some ways, hasn't he? A, a, you know, a warmer one than he's had with Prairie. Yeah, yeah. So he does feel he's got a bit of a connection to Prairie stroke Nina, I guess, doesn't well, he? Well, not not yeah. Hat though. That's Doctor Percy, not not him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I just think that's an interesting thing. I think that's a delusion in Hap's brain. It's yeah. like, you know, he's basically, the him and Prairie are in a really, dis, it's like it's a very, very dysfunctional relationship. Yeah. But from his point of view, he's got one view of it in which, you know, they're kind of, I think like you said, just, they're like colleagues, you know, battling one another, trying to do the same sort of thing and, yeah. and, and, and spurring each other on. And... Uh, for Prairie OA, it's you have, you know, you're 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 my abuser. Yeah, which is and and she and Hap case. expects her to go. He asks her to go with him, doesn't he? And and thinks that she might say yes. He's yeah. sort of deluded enough to think that that's that's um, going to be the case, which me. is and you know which is we'll impossible be, from what we've. Yeah, yeah. and we you know like, like we'll be together yeah. and and this will be great. So this is where we get um, we get Prairie sort of describing one of the sort of the main themes of the the this series I think isn't it which is that she says by by allowing Nina to come to come through her personality she got to see another version of herself so essentially I mean what I took from that was that saying that 
no no person is a pure ultimately utterly good person like like uh, or, or uh, sort of angelic if you if you like no person is like ultimately good they everyone has this sort of like darker side to them and she she as prairie was suppressing her darker side as in as in nina i mean they, she they, i suppose they're kind of saying that even though these these personalities exist in different dimensions if you're making an analogy to the life of the, mm. the viewer of this series you're saying that every every human being has these different sides of their personality and it doesn't do you any good to suppress the dark oh, side of your okay. personality because you need to see the dark side of your personality to understand yourself fully really. okay and i guess she's saying to hap that he because that's interesting about hap as well isn't it we've always said that hap is an interesting bad guy because he has a certain good side to him in that he seems caring in some ways, doesn't he? He wants to be seen as caring. He wants to be seen as caring, and yet his bad side has sort of got the better of him. Yes. But yeah. I don't know what did what did you make of what of her her explanation? I was so yeah. What did she say? She said she's she's talking about that aspect of, of the 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 personality of her sort of battle between her and Nina. She says I was afraid I was jealous of Nina. Nina's having a good time. She's a good time girl. <laughs> so is that, is, is that meaning, you know, people are often, if they see somebody like a Nina person, yeah. who's one of those kind of, ah, fuck it, let's have another drink, yeah. whatever, enjoys things. Just go and do something quite weird with an octopus. Yes. <laughs> Just, you know, living on the edge. Somebody who's a very, very different character. Then you do often feel, you know, you, you, you get cross at somebody and you feel you know if you're a person that does lives for tomorrow and does the right thing as it were in in, in quotes um then it's it's often like oh these people that are drinking oh well one of these days they're They're gonna get to see their comeback they get lung cancer or blah 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 blah. and we sort of indignantly want them to suffer and partly that's but maybe we do also that's because we're jealous we would like to be living that life yeah and at least part um, of our existence yeah yeah. So, but there's also a part in it, isn't there? This point where she talks about what Hap did to her and how he abused her, really crushed her down into dust. Crushed her down into dust. Yeah, and that's what an angel. That's what an angel is. Is. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, Nina saw Nina saw the whole world, but I saw underneath it. What does that mean? <laughs> Well, was that sorry? Was that a direct quote? You just yes, that was it. Yeah, yes. I didn't write that I down. Think. Yeah. So I may have got that a bit wrong, but Nina, I, I would say it as Nina saw. Nina was a worldly person. Yeah. And she knew a lot more about the world than Prairie did. Yes. Um, but somehow Prairie saw the internal world, the kind of her own. You know, you live in a box for seven years. Then, yeah. um, to survive it, you must have a very good sense of your own being um and a sense of control of your own mental state yeah um and that's is that what underneath means here then you I... think you mean interior world rather yeah, than exterior world. that's how i read yeah. it okay um and that's what an angel is is someone who has knowledge of i mean i suppose yeah. if you look that to, as our children would have been incredibly wound up if they hear us listening to, as, as we vaguely know in the Buddhist tradition, um, we, we, keep, we keep talking about Buddhism to our children and then they scream at us and tell us to stop being so freaking pretentious and we know nothing. 
God's sakes. Oh, you're such middle-aged hippies. Anyway, which yeah. has a point. But, the, you know, the, the, the person, ultimately the Buddha is somebody who meditated to such an extent and achieved enlightenment. So maybe an angel is somebody who has such a sort of control of their inner state that they... You know, it's oh, I don't know. okay. No, that's an interesting. No, that's an interesting idea because because she because um, Prairie says you you crushed me down into dust, but what what came out was I turned into a diamond. Essentially, wasn't it? It's basically saying that that crushing down, basically that imprisoning and keeping her trapped, actually made her who she was. Yeah, into into this angel, if you like. Yes. So so essentially saying that by kidnapping and imprisoning me. Even, you made me the person, maybe the person I was, and this this good person, this person who, well, who, what, what did he make? What, what did she become? We're a bit confused about the angel thing, aren't we? Yeah. Um. What does that mean? Because it's got very direct Christian connotations, hasn't it, angel? But not in this series. They no. haven't used it in a religious sense in this series. No. Yeah. And we haven't. I mean, we we it was sort of not mentioned much until um, Old Night, the octopus. Yes. Said. We'll talk about Old Night later. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So Old Night mentions the. I, I I I get the feeling that um, the writers are keeping their options open with the sort of ancient interpretation here, with the hope of getting series three, four, and five. <laughs> I believe that might be their plan. Yes. Which, Which always, is fine. Yeah. yeah. And we'll talk about. Yeah. How that, well, that, the, the implications of that. But um, yes. Anyhow, so she says something about. I think she says something about we have faith as well. Yes. Um, in this point, so again, faith is being brought up, and and then uh, electricity craziness is how I've written it. But essentially, this is when all the power goes down. Yeah. And are we thinking that's because there's these strange dimension connections going on is that what's killed the electricity or is it just like yeah i feel that she doesn't look surprised that was her plan yeah but somehow she has some power to do that prairie has some power well it looks like she yeah i don't know i don't know i wasn't feeling that prairie stroke nina have much power in this situation at the moment not like you know she wasn't really very in control of it she does freak hap out enough that he runs away at that point yes um that's true. Yeah, because she, she basically tells him how evil he's been. She with his, she she doesn't want to join him. His experiments are completely unethical. They would never pass the. Um, they would the never pass an ethics committee. Ethics committee. <laughs> yeah. Really, <laughs> Doctor, Doctor <laughs> Percy, let's stop you just there. <laughs> just stop you at the killing teenagers part. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know you're bringing them back to life. Yeah. But, but anyway, so Prairie follows Hap out onto the sort of veranda part that we've seen of, of yeah. Judge Ryland again. Yeah. BBA is and is they also are also in narrative. And, and they're also in the same location, aren't they? Yes. But in the other dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's at that point we also, we go back to Cream and that's when he makes a dive into the pool. Yes. Um, which, as we talked about before, goes, you know, it's this he's just horrible, horrible yeah. swim. But he's not... Doing anything story-wise at the moment, agreement. I don't think he's just sort of exploring. Can we just yeah. recommend what's that book? I, mean, I just always think about whenever I see somebody swimming through a dark tunnel. Is it? Um... Oh, a Cryptonomicon. 
Crypto, yes. There's oh. a recommendation. If you like the idea of people, even though it, even written in prose, it's very descriptive and evocative of somebody making an escape through swimming through tunnels. Um, Possibly based on uh, actual reality as well. I know, because it's very well researched. It's set in the Second World War. So in the Second World War, and it's, who's it by? Uh, Neil Stevenson. Neil Stevenson. Yeah. That's yeah, it's a very good book as well, but that part of it, made me feel physically yeah. sick. <laughs> I love bringing that up just to make Ethan look nauseous. Um, so, we're, yeah, are we outside? We're in the kind of like gardeny The veranda area. part, yeah. Um, and we, there's lots of cubes on tips onto their, yeah. onto their corners. Which yeah. I didn't think about anything until they opened. I didn't. Oh, did you not? I, well, I thought, oh, I think there were five of them, sculpture. but they were in the Pentagon. <laughs> I just, I'm a bit slow. Never think ahead. But yeah, they open up. So we were saying he doesn't think he's done anything with those boxes that in, that um, yeah. he had, but he has. But he I do has. have a. I think it does raise a question, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> who <Yeah>. built these things? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's the same. Like in the first part, we were we were often saying, how did he get a building contractor to build his underground lair? Yeah, with the sort of glass and all the things. machinery for putting the people through the um, near death experiences as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, I could believe the machinery. I could believe the scientist would do it himself. Yeah. But the sort of building, boring building stuff. But you could do a massive like um, montage of um, <laughs> massive building operations that are completely unfeasible <laughs> that, that would never have happened in real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably um, with a Death Star. Hell, yeah, yeah, he had he had manpower though. Then That's this true. is just hap yeah. alone. But yeah. presumably, who would you ring to do it? What I would know. you look up in, in? You know, on what would you Google to try and find? That? It's hard trying to find somebody just to like tile your bathroom, isn't it? And you know what that is. But how much time also has elapsed between Elodie showing him these things for the first time mm. and Hap having these things installed on the veranda? You know, let's just accept. It. I'm accepting yeah. that. I don't have a problem. That's one of my least of my problems. Is... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. they all open up. So yeah. what? So now we have the nice on. analogy that uh, uh, we were mentioning at the beginning of the five in the other dimension are now doing the movements on the yes. same veranda, and these mechanical. What did you call them before we saw them? Mm. Ro- uh, robot, robot movements, robot. Uh, oh, I don't know. Can't no. remember. You had a good name for them anyway. Um. But these these robots <laughs> are now doing. Uh, movements as well sort of mirroring what the five are doing in the other dimension I they guess. are yeah. they kind of start then bba is uh aware of what's going on and gets yeah. the others to do it what what is happening oh also i wanted to mention that hap has a remote control for them i like that <laughs> he doesn't have to press it he's got a remote well i guess they kind of you couldn't set them all off at once if you didn't have a remote no you? yeah of course silly me um yeah um do you think he sometimes got them mixed up? He's been watching TV inside and like he broke out the wrong remote and like oh, set, them off and set them all off. Oh, fuck. The squirrel's just gone into a different dimension. Um, what do you think? He is wanting to, um, to, to, to get rid of her. Is that the plan? Get rid of what, her? By... Get, jump both of them, jump themselves? Uh what? What is he wanting to do? So no, I mean, he was trying to get away from her a minute ago, wasn't he? He's now discovered that she's not going to go along with him and become his partner in in this these experiments. So he either wants to get... I'm, I'm guessing he wants to get rid of her. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he wants to get rid of her so he can stay where he is? Yeah. Where he's got, a, you know, he, things are fairly... Like he, he said before, he likes this dimension. He's done well in this dimension. 
Yeah. Um, so, okay, so he, that's his plan. He's put her in the middle of the five robots. Yeah. So, and he... He's in the middle of the five robots as well, though. He was, he's also eating one of those flowers. Yeah. I mean, eating one of the, and eating one of the flowers is, as we've thought from before, it gives him some kind of information about seeing between multiverses, isn't it? We, although we don't know what, and I'm not sure we, we're even supposed to know what. So he's, because at one point he says, he opens, yeah, he's, it looks like he's going to eat the flowery thing. So the quote I've written down is, I'll take you back to the dimension where we are both dead. Right. Uh, Which dimension is that? Well, again, and again, this relates to the whole dimension jumping thing. We kind of thought that when you jump dimension, the body that you left was dead. Right. That's been, I had this idea that you had to almost induce a near death experience in order to, in order to, to jump. make the jump. Yeah. Uh, like as in Hap giving everybody, injecting everybody with a, a drug that will kill them. Yes. Um, is that just a threat? I'll take you back. You know, if I take you back, if we, if you jump to a dimension where you're dead, well, you're dead. You That's what I took it as. Body. I took that as a. But you're yes. saying that he would, he would be dead as well, didn't he? God, I don't remember. Anyway, yeah. it's looking threatening. Yeah. Um, but the five are doing their movements. What do you think is the meaning of them? Them, they're doing the movements essentially for Prairie. Well, the robots are doing the movements. Is there just some battle for who wins? Well, it's kind of Hap's robots versus the five yes. sort of thing. Yeah, you know. In some human, kind of... Human stuff against robots. Some kind of robot wars. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, Man against machine. Yeah. Yes, it wasn't clear to me what the five what the five were doing. I thought, I thought what the five would be doing was be to send well bba because that's who we thought was going to mention jump into the other dimension in order to help somehow but that obviously yeah. wasn't the case i yeah. wish bba had popped up in the san francisco dimension because i'm not sure it's done much good happen probably just shot her yeah <laughs> i think i think she'd have confused everybody in her sort of strange oh, yeah yeah i just i really wanted i love i love bba and i love i want more heroines who are just a bit oh, <laughs> a bit flaky okay. yeah that's anyway yeah. Um, so it's sort of looking bad for for uh, for OA Stroke Prairie. Well, because she's going to be sent to a dimension where she's dead. Yeah. But then Homer saves the day. Well, sort of. Sort uh, of. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. He does, and then he doesn't. Comes and punches. Comes and punches Hap out. Knocks him to the ground. And in a very direct parallel of when they um, subdued Hap uh, in the first season when um when they were trying to revive the policeman's wife yeah. no one pays up any attention and then he shoots someone <laughs> <laughs> yes he does yeah. he doesn't I have think, a habit of doing it. he's got a history yeah. of that the only takeaway from this series at all is don't assume that hap is unconscious <laughs> <laughs> but they so they have a nice moment of being together of being like homer and prairie kind yeah. of for a moment although she is slightly nina still isn't she like there's a sort because she's dressed as nina there's a sort of like nina-ish about it, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't the sort of like the this, reconciliation that probably they were expect that certainly the prairie was expecting because so much has happened to them both 
um, in the meantime. Well, yeah, that's true. And also, you know, Homer has already said earlier in this episode, he is both Homer and Dr. Robert. She is both Nina and Prairie. Yeah. They're not, they're not just Prairie and Homer anymore. No. So it's not kind of what they She's quite nice. Thought. In a way, yeah. I mean, Prairie and, and, and Homer are, were teenagers who were kidnapped and stuck in a glass box for seven very formative years. Yeah. Whereas Nina and Dr. Roberts have presumably... Dr. Roberts, we know, hasn't got a fantastic home life, but, you know, he's normal. He gets out, he does dates. He's, yeah. you know, he's got a career and and Nina's... Very worldly. Very worldly. Yeah. So, in a sense, there's maybe nice tapping into the normal... Yeah, they're better off side. with those dual personalities, really. Yeah, yeah. So that, could, that could be a thing. Yeah. Um, will that stay when, when they jump yeah. to somewhere else, which we believe they do? Don't well, we? we believe. Okay, we'll get into where, yeah, where yeah. it happens, but there is I don't know a jump. If we will actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but so there is a jump. Yeah. So just theoretically, if you jump, is that OA Prairie jumping? Is that her taking some of Nina? Good Does question. Does Nina die in that dimension? Yeah. Do you always die when you jump? Let's just hold all okay. those questions. Holding now. all those questions. I think, in all, and in, without doing, going through any kind of explanation of what's going on, can we just recap the events of the next few scenes and then yes, we'll go back fine, over it because fine, fine. it's very complicated. Okay, yeah. so we're just going, yep, yeah, fine. Yeah. Going through events. So, Homie gets shot. Yeah. Um, she says, um, he, you know, he says, I remember everything, blah, blah, blah. Um, then he gets shot and she says, we're going to jump together. Yeah. To Homer, you'll find me. Look yes. for me. You'll find me. Yeah. So is she saying we're going to jump together because you're now in the middle of all of the robot movements, and therefore you're going to be you're going to be jumping jumping mm. too? So you'd think they'd be jumping into the same dimension anyway. Admittedly, they might be in different places in the same dimension. Yeah. And that is, again, we're, we're okay, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. No, fine. Yeah. But at the same everything. time, Kareem is at yes. the rose window. Has opened the rose window. Yes. Um, he's looking through it, isn't he? And yes. He's not really understanding what he's looking at. No. Yeah. Um, we see he sees um, the a the OA at this point as if she's a name. Yes. Very angelic. Angelic up in the sky. Up in the sky, yeah. lit from behind. Yeah. Looking. Beautiful, as she does. Yeah, which um, which we're presuming is her being moved to another dimension. I'm guessing her her movement up into the sky is like a a journey sort of. Yeah, but yeah. don't you feel that that's kind? Of, I, okay, and this is explanation again. But I felt it was more a kind of um, oaness, an angelness, a that a something that would happen to her, but wouldn't happen to ha- okay. wouldn't happen to anybody else moving through dimensions. Okay, so that we see. Then also, Kareem sees. No, no, sorry. Sorry. Uh, at that point, the pigeon flies out the window. Isn't it? Oh, no, a yes. dove. Oh, is it a dove or a pigeon or something? A bird. Dove seems more romantic. Yes, Let's go it was dove. white, yeah. Pigeon's just a bit pigeon? grey. Then everything got fucked up by a pigeon. That seems ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, and that somehow this breaks the spell of Prairie being in the air and she falls to the ground. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And when okay, she... so hold on what that was about. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> okay. Okay, and when she falls to the ground, yeah. The pigeon seems... It's a pigeon still. Oh, sorry, the, the dove. It's a dove. <laughs> yeah, the dove. Yeah. The dove could be, could be sent, the dove could be the, the sort of represent Hap and his poking around. Why does a dove represent Hap? Because it fucks up OA's plans. 
in some way. Okay, I'm going to hold off on that. I'm not okay. sure I go with that. Okay. Yeah. But whatever it is, um, Prairie falls to the ground and you've, she's fallen quite a long way and you presume that she's dead, although we know that being dead in this series doesn't actually mean that much. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a yeah. transient thing. But then, then, okay, for, can I just say from this point... I loved the rest of this part. <laughs> this app was absolutely... I, I have to say, up to this point, I was I was feeling a little bit disappointed with... I felt it hadn't brought lots of strands together. From then on, from this point, I thought it was brilliant. Because okay, it, do, it doesn't help bringing any strands, but it, it just extend, expands extends the, so yeah. much more. And so Kareem now looks in the window and he can see Buckstroke Michelle with... Someone and it's and they're looking onto a film set, aren't they? It's obviously yeah. a film set. There's cameras everywhere. It's the bits that are, are fake. You know, there's you, the, the you know, bits that are models. The bits um, of models. You see a model of the house. You see a model of. I think you see a model of Treasure Island. Do you at some point? Oh, you see a. Yeah. You see a model of of Kareem's home. Model of Kareem. Yes, and that's, that's right. where he can see the envelope where he's yes. written Mo. So he can see evidence yeah. that that is. Him, you know that he know he can recognise. He can see his own bloody handwriting. Yeah, 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 that. yeah. Um, so, but then, then we go to Prairie on the ground. Hat comes. Up. Homer's not there, is he? Homer's not no. not there. Yeah, he's, he's always a bit shit, isn't it? Travelling. Yeah. He always come, gets confused and gets lost. And, and, and the great bit is where an assistant uh, says, "Is she okay?" and she says. Brit, are you okay? Yeah. yeah. And, and you're like, Brit, oh, hang on, that's the name of the actress, isn't it? And then you hold that thought for a second. There's a small point where you think, is that like the bit in Star Wars where, where Luke calls her Carrie by mistake? Yes. And yeah, thought, yeah. Oh, fuck it, leave it in. Nobody yeah. noticed. Um, um, but then, um, well, th- actually, before we get to the, uh, the other revelations, we have um, Michelle wakes up in bed with her grandmother, yes. doesn't she? And that's a nice point because we feel that Kareem has now, he's solved his case. He's found Michelle. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's had to call, so before that, he's had to call Michelle over. Yes, that's so right. So he's leaning yeah. out of the window, looking yeah. at this set. Yeah. He calls Michelle over, who looks like Buck. Yeah. Questions to be answered, but... That person responds to Michelle, feels yes. that they are getting some calling to some part of them that wants to follow that. They climb up, despite the fact that they've witnessed a dangerous accident already. They decide to climb up a, a tall, long, very loosely attached ladder. Yeah. You climb up to the window, yeah. but, and it's not even quite, the window doesn't even quite, the ladder and the window don't quite match, no. which is a bit odd, and he sort of... So he has to reach out. Kareem yeah. reaches out to grab Michelle back, stroke Buck's hand. And as soon as he touches him, stroke her, there's this weird effect. Yeah. Getting sort of sucked into the window. Yes, it's like, yes. And that's when Michelle wakes up. Yes. And what, I'm, what I was taking from that was the personality of Michelle was now back, back in Michelle's body with the yes. grandmother. And so which answered the question of before when the grandmother said, that's it's not, not my Michelle. Michelle, that's not my Michelle. Yeah. Yes. So Kareem has solved his case, essentially, hasn't he? Is, yeah. 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 Yes, Ms. Kareem solved his case. Okay. Yeah. Can, are we talking about things? No, we don't. We just could just carry on describing. Well, this. yes. And then, then we're back down on the ground with, um, with Prairie stroke Nina stroke Brit, who now has short hair. Yeah. Yeah. Which is useful. It's and uh, Hap... This is the best bit. Hap, <laughs> Hap, 
Hap, uh, when she's taking, being taken away, to being put in an ambulance, says, uh, I'm Jason Isaacs. I'm, I'm her husband. I'm Jason Isaacs. In, I'm, in, this in an English accent. accent. Yeah. And we've heard all this stuff about him being English, like, for quite a few episodes ago, yes, haven't we? Yes, because yeah. we know that, um, let's see, Scott said, I've seen, I've seen you with him and y- you were calling him, he was calling you Brit and he had an English accent. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, this oh, is something right. that's. I'm sure it was Scott who describes sort yeah. of seeing when he's talking to Homer. I yeah. think. So Doctor. And Robert so you're, and so you're like now they're all playing the real selves. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's carry on talking. So yeah. he gets in the ambulance. Yeah. Um, the ambulance drivers. Also, aren't they in the UK as yeah, well? Yeah. Yeah. So they're yeah. in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you know which is really weird for us because it's like we, we we've that's got... our home that's us you yeah know, this you is... see the british ambulance yeah it's the... very british street british ambulance yeah. um which is so weird because there's some weird sense of this is a new strange place but yeah it's, it's because it's got the people playing themselves and it's also our so a British person watching it is your home as well. Yeah. It's a strange... And then, so I don't think you quite noticed to start with, but I'm guessing all of the other um, p- the crew around on the set as well were also talking with British accents. I didn't quite notice that at the time. And the ambulance driver was talking yeah, with the ambulance is, British accent. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So the ambulance goes off. It's driving around streets in a, you know, fairly quick manner. Yeah. And there is somebody... Chasing. Fucking... <laughs> You know, really holding yeah. it down to catch up with this ambulance, which is driving at a pace. Yeah. And manages to jump on the back of the ambulance. And, and get in the back door. The door. And get in. But I'll accept that. Yeah. Uh, obviously a very nice parallel with the end of the yes. first season yes. of Chasing the Ambulance. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so Steve has jumped. Yeah. From... I don't think we can call him Steve anymore. He'll probably be whoever the actor is playing yeah, Steve, yeah, won't he? Yeah. His name. He has a slightly doesn't have shaved head anymore, does he? He has hair again. He speaks with. Oh, he speaks. He's American, isn't he? Yeah, but it doesn't mean we can't have American actors in the UK playing. playing. No, yeah, that's fine. Do yeah. you know, actually? This is a question, a very practical question: Is was the OA filmed in the UK? I don't think, I don't think so. No. no, no, well, no, not with all San Francisco and whatever there. But oh, I think yeah. possibly what they said, you give us season three, we'll go and film it in the UK where it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> and we'll write that into the next season. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah. hang on, just to carry on, Steve just gets into the ambulance. Yeah. Kneels down and sort of holding out O.A.'s hand. Ambulance driver doesn't seem to have a problem with that, does he? <laughs> to be honest, I'm no ambulance driver, this is probably enough. They don't, that's the thing I thought was weird was when they said to 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 Hatstroke Jason Isaacs, "What are you doing?" Because they normally be like, "Right, okay, you in, okay." Yeah. They're, they're not bothered anyway. So, yeah, he, he accepts. I think the more weird thing is how did this man jump into a, a driving, you know, an ambulance going about? It's not the weirdest now. thing that's happened, is it? No. So, yeah. He gets in and he just says, "Hello, Hap." Yes. So which freaks out Hat Stroke, Dr. Percy Stroke, Jason Isaacs. Yes. Who, yeah. Right. Okay. So we've okay. described all the events now. Yes. Okay. Explain that all to me. <laughs> right. So. I don't know. Okay. My question was, how did Michelle, this is a small, this is a more of a side point. Yeah. Michelle's journey. Yes. Um, so Michelle. Michelle Stroke Buck. 
Yeah, but but Michelle, not Buck. Michelle from the San Francisco dimension. Yeah, yeah. So she played the game. Yeah. She jumped. She got to the rose window, like Kareem. Yeah. So and she went into this other dimension. Yes. And joined that Buck or or, or whoever that um, person is. So maybe we should assume it's... I can't remember the name of the actor who plays Buck. It's Ian something. Yes, yeah. Ian something. Yeah. Um, so he's... Yeah, let's call that Ian. Him, Ian. Um, and so Michelle is in Ian's body. And presumably not feeling that happy about it because she wants to go back to... When she hears the call for Michelle, but from Kareem, she yeah. follows it. So oh. is that? So are we happy with that yeah. little bit of the that story? That just made, made me think. Do you think think this is um, some kind of analogy to the confusion of being a trans person? Is that what this is meant to be about? You know, you're a you're a a, a, a uh, sort of a, you're both a male and a female psyche inside the body of one gender. Is it? Was, do you think the writers are, are implying that at all? Or I not? kind of hope. I think that's a bit. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Think... I don't think that's a that's a terrible. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know enough about, uh, you know, theory of trans psychology stuff to being, feel yeah, being trans person. Yeah, I just wondered. I just wondered. I mean, it's, it would sort of fit in some ways, wouldn't it? As far as the story goes. Yeah. Yeah, but in this case, we've got Michelle who is in Buck's body. I yeah. I think it's just that she has fallen into this dimension and, but not purposefully and not and wants to is it wants to get yeah. home. Is yeah, 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 yeah. You know, is pleased to get home. I don't so, think it matters about the, the genders involved. So, um, the Michelle Stroke Buck that climbs the ladder yes. is that actually Ian, the actor? Yes. Well, well, we say yeah. we call it Ian. I don't yeah. know if I really. Yes. Okay. I, I, I'm fairly happy with that. I can I can close off the loop to the Michelle Stroke Buck story. Yeah. yeah. The other thing is this dimension. So. They've they've got the names of the actors. Can I can I just say about this dimension as well? What I loved about it was that they've um, they've taken off the filmic filter yeah. to make it look like a look yeah. like a set, yeah. which is. I mean, I mean, have you have you ever watched uh, like documentaries of making? making I've watched films, one of the making yes. of, and and it just looks like it looks like a set, and then you put the filter over it, and it doesn't look like a set anymore. Yes. And it's just they've done the reverse on this, obviously. Yes. Which and is it great. looks. Yeah. It's really. I mean, it's really disturbing, isn't it? As a viewer, you're just there's something that makes me feel like really creepy, and I can't bear it when they're t- when they're referring to each other as Jason Isaacs. And yes, Brent. it's what, it's what like is that? stop it's, stop being so fake. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. I don't know what it is. It's like really, I don't like this. This is scaring me now. I can't almost. work out what that feeling's about, though. What's it's the yeah. really disconcerting? It's yeah. about. I think it's because you're watching something and you're like, I don't want to think of you as an actor. I know you're an actor. I know you're all actors. I know this yeah. is pretense, but don't don't throw it. In yes, my face. I need I need to suspend my disbelief in this in order to enjoy this. And you're you're now you're you're twisting that. Yeah. I don't want you to do that. Yeah. I mean, a very comical example is in one of the Ocean's films, Ocean's Twelve or Thirteen. Oh, with where Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts' character. Gets tries to do something, gets away with something by pretending to be Julia Roberts because yes. as everyone says, well, you really do look like her. Yeah, and it's I mean, like it was funny. Yeah, it was also 
weirdly uncomfortable it was as well. weirdly uncomfortable yeah and this is the yeah. same thing but in a much more yeah what this reminded me Seriously. of actually was do you remember the uh, Charlie Kaufman film uh, Synodoc New York uh, yeah. I didn't watch it. So it's a film starring Philip Seymour Hoffman. It wasn't very popular, but I thought it was really good, where a lot of the story is about um, he's a theatre director and he keeps making making new scenes for this new play he's doing, which are the scenes you've just watched in the previous bit of the film, but played by different actors, so there's different actors playing the parts. Okay. And it's really disconcerting, like in the same okay. way you're talking about here. A okay. uh, recommendation for film. If, uh, okay, yeah. cool. Um, so do you think this is supposed to be our reality? I mean, it's... Also, I guess. when Jason yeah. Isaac says, I'm his her husband... Yeah. Is that... I mean, A, he isn't Rick Marlin's husband, I hope. No, is he? I don't Jeez. think so. <laughs> I mean, not... I mean, don't, I mean he's, but there's age difference, that's yeah. all. That's all. It's fine. I think he's saying that to get in the ambulance. Yeah, yeah. he says that's yeah. that's all he's saying to get in the, in the ambulance. Although you'd have thought, like, with the in the actor's universe... People would have known that Jason Isaac's not Britt Marling's husband. <laughs> well, maybe not. I mean, why would you? I don't know yeah, that for sure. That's I true. If, yeah. if Jason Isaac says, no, I'm Britt Marling's husband to me, in an assertive way, I'll just say, oh, fine. Mind you, you think you should check a little bit more if someone just says, I'm her husband and gets in the ambulance, shouldn't you? I sh- I'm pretty sure people don't in okay. that rush. Um, yeah. It's the UK NHS. The UK <laughs> we don't have time. <laughs> um, so... Is that is this supposed to be? I mean, the, the thing they're filming is it, it looks like the uh, OA as well, doesn't it? In a weird way. Well, it looks like they're filming season two of the OA. Yes, yeah. of course they are because yeah, they've got they've all got the sets, all the sets, the models. Perry's just fallen on the ground, and so do you... <sighs> what a fantastic hook for season three, though. It's absolutely. I was, it was. I, I, I about three quarters of the way through this, I was thinking. There's too many unexplained strands here. It's gone a bit too supernatural for my liking. It's, I'm not... Too whole, supernatural for my too liking. Too supernatural for my liking. I want to, I, there's a lot more things I want to know about. I was a little bit, I was a little bit, you know, I just don't think enough things were answered yeah. in yeah, some no, ways. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. They're going along and, yeah. But then to throw this on you was absolute genius. It's really, it really was kind of like, it's, it's almost like, Forget about all that. We're doing this now. Yeah. Yeah. This is... And I thought that was so good. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's getting a little bit like a kind of a quantum leap where you have. Do you remember? The yes. Quantum, yeah. It's yes. A very very sort of formulaic thing of having. Except I don't think, given the OA's sort of like writing history, I don't think it's going to be like quantum. No, leap. I don't yeah. think it's going to be. Let's solve this problem again. I really, I really hope <sighs> that they saw this as an ending to season two. And at the moment, or maybe not now, but at the moment when they wrote it, we're like, don't know what we're going to do with it, but that's where we're going to start. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. that is, I mean, there's so much, so many possibilities now. For... It's, I mean, it's tricky when you are, when, when you're writing a series and you've, you're episodic and it's in season form and you want to end every season um, neatly. So yeah. that if that's the end of it, that's the end of it. It can end that storyline to, to satisfaction also you want to have a few kind of like hooks so that people are like okay no we want to we want to have more of this we want to continue and and more than that i think you also want to have clear delineations between the seasons as in we always said that was why breaking bad was so good because each of the five seasons had a very definite different goal for walter white to perform and that and i feel that's what they've done i mean this is gonna have season three if it if it happens 
is going to have a very different uh, feel to it. This The music at the end, the music was bonkers at the end, wasn't it? Did you notice? Did you the crazy the music is the title, the credits were rolling. It was oh, like yeah. nothing else yeah. you've heard as far as music goes. And yeah. It was sort of like almost to say, let's throw you a bit there, haven't we? Let's throw you a little bit more with yes. this music. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so mm. can I... Could yeah. I uh, just go through my list of unanswered questions, okay. which I would have... Um, now now that they threw that very good ending at us, I'm not sure I want these answered, but these are things that I wrote down I wanted okay. answered. So, uh, Old Knight. Who is Old Knight? What are they doing? What connection does it have to the rest of the story? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I just... Yeah, just wise a wise old octopus. Yeah, you can't really just have a wise old <laughs> octopus, can you? It's like... <laughs> Yeah, he is. Is mm. okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. But, that's... but he, I could imagine them coming back to this group, a kind yeah. of some kind of additional power in the universe that has some transcendence. And Along with the tree, wisdom. As well. Along with the tree, exactly yeah. the tree and the octopus. I mean, is it with the implications? Something to do with nature, isn't it? And, also, yeah. the old lady who's like the guide in we see season one, yeah, yeah Car- cartoon. One. cartoon, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, so another unanswered question: What was the whole significance of the house and the medium and the engineer and you know the burying an old Native American ground and all, all that sort of thing? Where does that fit in with all this? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a portal kind of thing. It's a portal. A portal to what? So that's the that was the other question is they keep talking about the rose window shows you something that sends you insane. Yeah. Kareem sees his world as a um a a fiction within another dimension. Yeah. And I could see how that would seem insane. Essentially it's like the idea of saying everything you've watched, everything you exist in is a story. Okay. And that's. Oh, yes. can I? I what as it? Yeah. But you mean it doesn't connect to the, to the dimension jumping that we've seen, and it's not the same. Well, it does. Same. It it has some connection to dimension jumping because it's showing you a different dimension. So it's showing it to you, but not necessarily jumping. It's sort of like a, it's a it's a it's a vision of another dimension in some ways. It's a connection too, because yeah. you can connect. He could connect with Michelle. Okay, that's Although right. You can see yeah. him. But... That's right, because I did feel that the house was something of a diversion in this I, th- I think yeah. it relates okay yeah okay uh, next one Elodie Elodie <laughs> yeah Elodie yes because she she's went such off. a good character she's a good character she went off she you know has sex with oh yes there's another question okay yeah. this is it because she says I've got this new way of moving and she has yeah. the little jumpers but she says you need fuel doesn't she yeah she talks about that and we were always wondering what is the, what fuel? Is the fuel is it some sort of sexual energy or love oh well you could say like it's that. the connection between prairie and homer in the in the center of the circle at the end that's what that's what uh hap suggested was the the fuel for um prairie jumping to this dimension in the first place at the beginning of this season so maybe that's the suggestion of what the fuel is now they've made this connection again and that's the fuel but that wasn't that wasn't explored very much, I don't no, think. No, and Hap certainly fuel. isn't depending on Homer jumping yeah. in and to to create that fuel. Either. I think we have, what we have to allow though with these is that when there is, I mean, I think this is what you were alluding to earlier, is that when there's a possibility of future seasons, 
you mm. are going to leave some of these questions as hooks for future seasons. Sure. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Elodie, I hope really hope you see Elodie again in those future seasons. She was a great character. I like Elodie. Um, Kareem, will we see him again, do you think? Yeah, I hope so. We have this, there's this idea that he is uh, a kind of a brother. I think that's the old knight talked about a brother. Yeah. And he, who will save you. And, yeah. And he does. So... I... Ah, well, I, I also had another idea. Is the brother not possibly Steve rather than Kareem? Because Kareem is, uh, Steve is the one who's now come to the other dimension and presumably is there going to protect Brit from Jason Isaacs or Hap. From, uh, See, that makes me really Prairie uncomfortable from... <laughs> you saying that. <laughs> but it's going to protect Prairie from Hap in this other dimension. That's that's my takeaway from this last thing. You know, in the, in the end of the first season, Steve yeah. doesn't manage to protect her. Steve has managed his story, has completed his story in this because he is has jumped to, to protect Prairie from happening this at the end of this season. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm felt and especially as um, BBA was seeing Steve in her dreams, I was feeling more that the that maybe Steve was the brother of, of Prairie that uh, rather than Kareem. Although we have that thing from Old Knight saying it depends on your brother, and then it's Kareem who takes action and does something. Well, maybe Old Knight was referring to the end sequence rather than what happened just immediately afterwards. Okay. Maybe it's not clear. Anyway. It's yeah. the fucking enigmaticness of octopuses. <laughs> Octopi. Anyway. anyway okay. Do you think question? that's... Uh, that, that, was, that was my list of unanswered questions, I apologise for swearing so much. I know I do. Yeah. But I think if you... That's me. Anyway. Sorry. It should be said that Talia does have the most coins in the swear jar for mm. the entire existence of our children. Yeah. Yeah. I get that a lot. <laughs> And, and your mother doesn't like it much. Anyway. Um, <sighs> anyway, so I think that's pretty much... I think it wraps Well, the... that's pretty much for this. So how did you feel about the season as a whole of, um, at the end of this then? I... Oh, I don't know. Mixed. I really... There's some bits I really loved. Yeah. There was... A, I think my favourite episode has probably been the one which ends up with her in Old Night. Yeah, episode Syzygy. Episode yes. Four. Yes, that was definitely was my favourite. glorious. Favorite. Really good. My favourite in as much as it just expanded your mind with possibilities for the story, didn't yes. it? Yes. Which I don't think was... I don't think it completely um, convinced me on the resolution of those stories in some ways. You could say they're holding out for later, but... I, f- I wanted a little bit more yeah. in this season. I think that's the it. only thing yeah. is that, it was saying, so like we're saying, there's a battle when you're doing maybe a long-form story that yeah. you need, well, you know, there's a satisfaction that the audience requires from uh, closing off of one season. And I it didn't quite do it yeah. for me, but I am very intrigued. They're certainly very good. They did tick the box for hooks for next, yeah. where this could go. Yeah, I mean, the end, the end part of this was... As good as episode four, I think. Yeah, yeah as far as like. I d- tell you also, yeah. I really love the bits with the five in Michigan. I just there's something about those characters that I really enjoyed following, and they're very has a really different style. Yes, really different. It's always a different different program, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I, I'm and I'm just very impressed at its ability to have different tones, and I'm yeah. curious because the tone seeing things in Britain is a really different tone as well. Yeah. So that's. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued about how that could go. Yeah, um, i I do like I do like the episodes with the five, but I had to say I was slightly 
slightly underwhelmed with their story resolution, I think, in this. I mean, okay, Steve Steve jumped and and um he is now sort of like Prairie's guardian, if you like, in this Maybe. Maybe at the at the end of this. But it felt like they, you know, they were on a, a big mission for something kind of thing. And yeah. I felt like more more might happen to them, really. I felt a bit just like yeah. they are they're not really seeing anything in their world except we don't know no. what and then we don't know what they've seen but then again yeah i would like to know what's happening to them more i mean yeah do you think if there was a season three we'd still see still see them i, I mean presumably what's is steve's body so. dead in that in that dimension is is are we ever going to see jesse again is jesse going to be in this new dimension yeah well, jesse's dead in multiple dimensions at the moment <laughs> or is he alive in haps in haps lab or i don't know we don't know if they're alive do we well, yeah, and what are those bodies? What are those bodies? And what how does do you that work? That? And how yeah. do the, the flowers work? Or the weird fish in the ears? The weird fish in the ears, that's yeah. not been explained. No, I don't think that has to be explained, though. No, I suppose no. not. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I would say, if you're going to compare season two, part two and part one, I don't think part two is quite as satisfying story-wise as part one part one's resolution i thought was wrapped up all the all the threads of the stories very well and like it wrapped i mean i suppose that's well, what it happens. wrapped it up and then it de-wrapped it yes and now you're again you was as you said before it's the problem of wondering whether you're going to get another season or not really isn't it yeah so that yeah. which is yeah yeah but um, okay but yeah. yeah i i don't know i think a lot of my pleasure gets comes from pulling it apart wondering what the hell's going wondering on wondering what the hell's going on thank god we've done this podcast yeah. i would never have like uh, understood what was going on otherwise <laughs> it does help i don't know if we're helping anybody else no probably not i don't think our theories are that good no but but actually i mean that's why we said like, why we do this is i like listening to other people just wondering about their theories i mean you think you hear other people's theories don't you and it sort of gives you more information for your own even if you don't think they're what they're right it's sort of like you're it, think about what they're thinking. Yes, yeah. I'm. I'm intrigued. Anyway. So, uh, so I, I'd just like to say to a lot of people listening in general, really, if, if we have we finished talking about the, I think so. yeah, just say that um, it's been really pleasurable doing a podcast about this series. Like, it's made the actual watching of the series kind of like much more of a pleasure than just watching it would have been. I'd say. So, I would recommend making a podcast yourself if you're yeah. doing so. <laughs> Not difficult thing to do. Yeah, I always find a few people who listen to it. Yeah, it seems. So yeah, it's nice. We've and had. We really appreciate people writing in. Yeah. and saying what they think of us and what you know. Stuff yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's been quite nice. Yeah. So actually, as this is the end of this season, and we don't know if there will be a season three, so uh, we will do a season three podcast, I guess, if it, if it comes back, doesn't yep. it? And we don't know what other podcasts we're doing. But if you if you like the podcast. And you would like to know when we do other podcasts, there's a, um, a link to a mailing list. I think it's on, you can see it on each podcast episode. Just sign up to the mailing list and we'll let you know when we do a new one. And also, just a final little plug for uh, Charlie and I have actually just finished writing a, uh, a novel that we've done as well, which uh, although we might sort of like have heard allusions to the theme, but what with uh, Charlie's possession with midwifery and things to do with the medical profession. Because this was actually a novel about our experiences of her um, training to be a midwife and the heady sometimes Mild pressures like, where, it put upon family of, life. Yes, 
that may be not be of interest to anyone listening to this podcast. I, yeah, yeah. I, you know, and either of them saying, I think we should plug the book. And I was saying, yeah, but it's got absolutely sweet FA to do with But we're not going to plug anything. anywhere else. So anyway, There are no yeah. dimension jumping. But if you think, well, hey, I'll give it a go. Then I've sort of like the ramblings of those two people. Maybe I'll like the style yeah. of the book they I think you can, get, is, yeah. you can get a free... Um, free extract of it. Free you, extract yeah. of it. So that's free and have a look at it. So if you just, uh, well, if you go on to um, website ethancrane.com, C-R-A-N-E, you can see links to both the book and the free extract, or you can search the book, which is called Rabbits in Switzerland. And uh, it's... Uh, but please, yeah. by the way, it's it's sort of like, it goes a bit fantastical. So don't think that, for you American guys, don't feel this is a true reflection of NHS care. Yeah, it is I think fiction. That's somewhat yeah. unfair. It's based quite a lot on like uh, don't, our experiences. Don't go off socialised medicine. It's really great. <laughs> <laughs> it just does push people a little bit far sometimes. Yeah. And their staff. But anyway. we're very dedicated and we love the NHS, even though. It's like being it has its in problems. an abusive relationship that you're getting beaten over the head by them. But still, we love and defend the NHS yes. as their workers. Yeah. Anyway, yes. that's enough of a plug for yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, anyway find that on the uh, website if you if you have any interest in that at all. But don't feel don't don't feel obliged for God's <laughs> sakes. Okay. That's enough. That's enough. Both plugging and apologising. Yeah. So thank you once again for everyone who's listened right to the end here. We very much appreciate uh, everyone listening. We've really enjoyed all the uh, emails that you've sent us over the course of the episodes. Well, I'll make and one sorry more. Sorry that we're rubbish as well. <laughs> I'm going to retract that apology. That we leave gaps. Yeah. That you know. And probably also apologise slightly that we've, we've left so long between each episode, but we just like to watch them once a and week. talk quietly. Anyway, yeah. thank yeah. you. Thank you, and see you for the next podcast. Bye. Bye.